Places, please. Places for the top of Theater Countdown. Wait, who's doing the intro this week? Is it me? Charles, it's you. You do it. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Theater Countdown. I am your super prepared co-host, Asmarat Geber McKell. <laughs> here with here with uh, your Broadway buddy. What's your name? Well, your Broadway bestie. Broadway bestie, Ben Cameron. Yeah, Broadway buddy. Get the branding right. Broadway uh, buddy. But you're Broadway my Broadway buddy. bestie. I you know, here's the thing. It's like we gotta stick with it because it's on the cards. We do. You know what I mean? I already had a printed Vista Prince. I I can't redo this anymore no not in this economy no are you kidding me <laughs> even tom Selleck's got it hard up in this economy how are we supposed to keep our branding on point if we don't know for a buddy or a bestie but we can be both i suppose we can be both and they're not mutually exclusive i just want to say that absolutely do you ever have that like thing with friends have you ever had that where you get in a moment where you're like with a really good friend and then you're talking about another friend and you like say oh yeah my bestie so and so and another friend who's there is your bestie and then you're like but you're my oh um yeah all the time and actually like now i feel like i'm getting to an age where i i feel like i use the term best friend so loosely that like I feel like I have 75 best friends, but I do. I feel like I have a lot of best friends. 100%. I agree with you. Like I don't lock me in you insecure ninnies. I can, (laughs) I can cherish you and cherish Steve. You know, my life, my friends, do you know, it just really. Yeah. That's how, that's (laughs) what I believe. You tell me who my best friend is. How dare you? Well, you know how the quickest way to no longer be my best friend is to yeah. give me shit about my other best friends. That's right. Then that'll that'll take you down to buddy. Yeah. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Or buddy. associate. Have you heard that people use the term associate? It's that's so cold. I just find that term cold. Oh, this is, we're just associates. We're not friends. In front of each other, though. No. I feel like that's more of a thing that like, if if you're talking about somebody and they go, oh, you know, so-and-so, you're like, oh, because you kind of like hate them or you think maybe they hate them. And you're like, oh, well, we're in, he's an associate. <laughs> yeah, it's not that serious. It's not that, we're not that close. We're not that close. We work together. And by work together, I mean, we like go clubbing together and spend all of our free time together. And okay. <laughs> to club- when is the last time you went clubbing, Charles? Oh my God. Oh, I can absolutely tell you the last time I went clubbing, like all of last week, I was clubbing up a storm. Are you kidding me? Did Where you see you my clubbing? Insta? Yes, I did. <laughs> I was clubbing up a storm with the homos in Cancun. Oh, that's the way it to was, do it. Uh, there's a tea dance when you go on the Atlantis event. So I got some good footage of me at the disco tea dance, hopping around to Last Dance by Donna Summer. Raise your hand if you're surprised. Oh, no one? Great, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I got some footage of me at the foam pool party, and that's a club to be sure. That's still a thing, huh? Foam parties. Uh, do you know what's weird? They, all of these people are, are adults and they all loved the foam pool party. Not for nothing. It seems like a disgusting way to to get any kind of venereal disease. But then again, you are on an all gay vacation. So I think the jig is up. I think if you haven't 
got your immune system to titanium level, you should not be down there anyway. That's, that's fair. <laughs> titanium scale. Um, so yeah. How so was it though? I had a great time. I had a great time and I'm very excited about, so if you, I guess I'll talk about this. So I think it's officially that I'm, I'm taking over a new job as uh, cruise and social director for Atlantis events, which is this giant gay travel company and they charter boats on different cruise ships and I'll be the MC and run all the games and do the things. And, and so now the guy that I'm replacing is, has been there for 25 years. So now I get to kind of make it my own. So I'm like probably going to incorporate some fun theatrical elements, maybe do a number. I'm thinking it might be fun to encapsulate the evening with like a parody song that I write. Uh, not I the love evening, that. Sweet. So my next one, I'll go out and it'll be my first official, uh, voyage as cruise director solo because i these this last one that was the last guys it was his last event so i was still with with my mentor uh whose name is malcolm and he's just an amazing amazing man um so if you're listening malcolm he's not listening uh (laughs) so yeah so i gotta like kind of make it my own and go for it so the next one will be in july in the mediterranean so catch me if you can homosexuals come on let's go sailing I mean, I, I don't want to like put the cart before the horse, but I feel like theater countdown on the seas would be a great now, idea. Charles, I, I'll have you know that moving forward, I can always bring a plus one with me the, on the big gay boat. And I can't imagine anyone would probably do better. More than that, let's you actually, let's have a talk offline about like, let's get you like, get a club act together and let's bring you out. Like Nick Adams comes out and Natalie Joy yes. comes out and- like, let's get you a little one hour, a hot one hour set. That's what I'm looking for. That's, and yes, that's what I'm talking it, about. Make a lot of money and and just hang out with the gays in the high seas for a minute, right? Yes. Sign me up. And that's huh. like perfect. Yeah, what, I mean, what could be better? What could be better than that? No, <laughs> I, Nick, I mean, Nick and I have talked about it and he he has such a blast doing it. Oh, and, and I know Todrick was out there at one point. Uh, and Todrick and Billy Porter yeah. and have all been out, so- Christina Bianco was uh, was down in Cancun with us, which was super fun. Her show's amazing. Awesome. I met Alec Mappa, who I've always oh, loved. Yeah. I've never met him before. What a hoot. I think we're engaged. Um, that's So that's where I've been. But I want to talk about you, Cheryl's, because before I went down to Cancun, I was in Portland doing a dance competition and I got exhausted, got back to my room. <laughs> my hotel room I was like trying to like wind down and like just turned on the tv bada bing bada boom I've got my Cheryl's in all of her uh getting the getting the fifth degree glory being very defensive you don't know it was science stuff that's right. That's right. I do you like that I actually even know exactly <laughs> I know. I'm... the context of the scene. Oh my I god, watched, you sent me I a message. It. I love you so much. <laughs> what Ben is talking about is that I was just on an episode of The Blacklist and playing a character that like in my wildest dreams I would never think that they would cast me for. Just like gum chewing like sassafras. And yes, very different. Criminal. Yeah, a smuggler, a smuggler of contraband, like <laughs> but fancy she bags. She doesn't have questions. No, and I eventually acquiesce. I, I show them. I show them. I show them what's what's going on. Oh, and do you know the the guy who I worked for? Do you know who was who? playing that character? Bob Neary, who was Rod, who was um Zozer on the Aida first national tour with <gasps> me. 
I know that Robert name. Neary. Yeah. Robert Neary, not oh. Robert and Natasha are married. They were both on the tour yes. with me back like a million years ago. So when I got to the, when I got to set and I, I read the call sheet, I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so there's, there's That's Bob crazy. Neary who I haven't seen probably since the Aida tour, since they left the Aida tour. That's crazy. Do you know when you're watching your friends on TV and I think in particular, if you're not expecting it, like, yeah. I don't know what like crazy cosmic thing was like, if a three hour time difference, I'm gonna turn the TV on directly on your scene. But there's always that thing of like, because you know somebody that you're watching on TV that you start going like, now, wait a minute, do I believe this? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Am I, do I believe this? If I, if I was watching this and I wasn't, that is my friend. So like, I understand that this is a ruse, <laughs> but <laughs> if I wasn't, would I be believing this? And I absolutely be bought everything. Hook, line and sinker. You were very, very good. Thank you, and Cheryl. Then, but that's not all this week. And then... <laughs> In, a, in one of the best one-line readings I've ever heard. <laughs> Shirley's now on. You're very busy on television right now. You're, it, was a, you're, it was a good week for me on TV. You're, you're booking and blessed. You're booked and blessed. Yes. <laughs> this scene is so crazy. But the other two is like yeah. the most, so fucking hilarious, this show. I love it. It's so wild. And it's you. I can't anyway you're you don't know it's her because her head's under a under a a, a smock I guess yeah smock smock <laughs> and the character walks in and the guy goes oh sorry I would shake your hand but I'm but I'm having my armpit hair braided or something <laughs> trimmed and like trimmed. Rooms, basically <laughs> and Cheryl's head pops out from underneath the smock and I don't know can you just say the line yes do not hug him. I've been here since four. His pit was a disaster. And then back under the smock. I'm like asking for a comb, asking like scissors. So like, and then like, and then oh I, I come back out. It's not, the, the pit hair is not cooperating. So you hear me and Smart. I had to, I went back and did ADR, which is you go back and audio record. Uh, oh. home. So I went back and did ADR on it and I got to watch the scene. I was like, oh my God, this is so absurd. But I I got to re-record the word fuck. <laughs> so they really? wanted to really hear it. So I had to go, fuck, his pit. What did I say? Fuck. I'm like, I say something and I'm like, his pit is a disaster. It's like, I'm like losing my mind over this kid's armpit hair. Basically what happens is Chase, who's like the Justin Bieber character on the show, is turning 18. So they're selling these photos of his armpits. Like he's old enough to show his armpits. <laughs> so Ken Marino, who plays his manager, is like this, like a Scooter Braun type, is like pimping this kid's armpit picture out. And so I'm, I've been hired to, to As... maintain and groom the hair. And taking it very seriously. Taking it very seriously. I know. I was like, I was so excited because when I found out everything was coming out, like within days of each other, I was like, this is it's hilarious. It's like what a, what a, what versatility. What Seriously, versatility. really the, the range. Deadline was right. I have sublime <laughs> versatility, motherfuckers. Okay. It's true. It's just, it's just true. Well, um, thank you for watching. I had a lot of fun. Oh, it was like, I, it was crazy. That's fun. I just like <laughs> I just like that I hit it like in a moment of delirious exhaustion on the TV. And there you are. It was so good. So good. Booked and blessed. Booked and blessed. Um, so now, we'll, now we'll book you on the gay cruise ship. Okay. Let's talk yes. about 
theater countdown that's what we're that's where we are yeah <laughs> theater countdown podcast again we're back. I don't know, did we say that we did we we said i think we said it's theater countdown when i messed up the intro but i what i didn't mention is that you can follow us on the instagram and tiktok at theater countdown or on twitter at theater count mm-hmm. um please go and, and rate our show review our show i actually got a very nice text message from my friend matt stone creator of south park and the book oh. of mormon who sent me a text and was like i'm lo- i love listening to your podcast it's like <gasps> hanging out with you i thought that was really cool so God hey matt up. hey matt what's up matt i'm a big <laughs> fan matt <laughs> And Matt should also know if he's listening that I, because I know they're obsessed with Mormons and that's yes. why they did the show and on South Park, they always did the Mormon stuff, dum, 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 uh, that I was raised Mormon, Matt. So if you need any direct material, I'm a, I'm a deep shame filled well. He probably could hear that when he listened to the podcast, which is why he was so drawn to it. <laughs> you don't think it's well hidden? You don't think that that? I mean, for me, it is as your as your bestie, but to a buddy, it might not be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That scans. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? Right That's now? so great. I love that. What a, it's fun to have fancy people listening to the show. I know everyone who's listening to the show. You're all fancy in your own special way, whether or not you have Tonys or or just bologna sandwiches. That's right. If you're a parking attendant, it's fine. You know how I feel about you. Absolutely, you do. By now, you do. But you know. <laughs> Um, okay. So all right. To, in a minute, we're going to talk, we're going to get down to it. Cause I I'm just going to say we're doing the best musical theater duets. Now, as I went through the, through my research, I was like, we did this all wrong. We bit off way more than we can chew here because we can segment that into a bunch of different lists. Yeah. So yeah. that was really hard to narrow down. Like male, male duets, female, male duets, comedy duets, love song duet. Like so to kind of just say these are the top 10 was trifling. <laughs> if I do say so myself. I, I got to tell you, I. Did you find a trifle? I did. I could have picked about 10 other words that I thought you might use to describe it. And trifling was not one of them. So thank you for always surprising me and keeping me on my toes. Um, I actually. Yeah, I have to tell you, I waited kind of late to do this list and then it just sort of like all flowed and it all happened. But I had to like write a bunch of song titles down, listen, walk away and then come back. And like, mm-hmm. like I went on a walk as late as this morning mm. before we got on, on, the, on the call. And I was like, just like reconfiguring and like th- rethinking. And I, and I had the same thought. I was like, we could have, we could have broken this down, but I actually, in terms of other lists that we've done, this was among the easier ones for me, just because I, I feel like there are so many, but I feel like, I don't know. I think do what, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I had, an, I had a slightly easier time doing this one than, than some of the other ones in the past. I think you hit on something really important as a, as a list maker, as a counter, a, da- a down counter. Hmm. Um, the walk away is important. The walk away in return is important because you can kind of go, am I thinking about this intellectually or is it giving me goosebumps? And like, is it like, if I come back to let's do it again, I'm like, oh my God, like this does things to me. I had that a few times where I was like, oh God, I love this fucking song. Oh my God. I was on a walk today listening to some of these songs Yeah, in tears. Like I was really moved and, and, and the thing is too, what I like about this list, like this, cat, this category, is that um, 
it doesn't matter what you feel about the entire show. Like, you know what I mean? Like it it may not be one of my top 10 shows. I think that's going to become very clear for both of us. (laughs) Some of these, I think. They're going to be like, oh yeah, that show. But you're right. Yeah. Oh God. Even as I said that, I was like, oh, I forgot. I forgot a couple songs, but whatever. Um, No, but yeah, I think the walk away is important. And I think it's really like, yeah, reconnecting with like something that excites you and a a duet that excites you and and why it excites you. Yeah, because musically, I I think a lot of that is super visceral, right? Like, yeah, I just know how I feel listening. Like, I know that the the song that's my number one musical theater duet, every single time I hear it, like I have a physical reaction like the serotonin and the dopamine and the empathy and the the nerd tree it's all there okay now that they're intrigued i guess it's time for some hot sexy theater news we interrupt our program to bring you this theater news not for nothing that's kind of an example of what you were talking about earlier Cheryl's, where you just have to get the one word in there my little theater news introduction, the same thing. It's but uh, but what you did before was fuck, and this time it's theater news. Okay, See? Uh, theater news. Tony nominations came out. That's the biggest yes. thing. Yes, right? Tony nominations are out. Um, some things got shafted. Bob Fosse's dancing is going to close uh, next week no. because they didn't get a single nomination. I think that was a tough sell <clears throat> for award season. I think it's a tough. I don't know. It's it's tough. And how do you find performance nominations in a show like that? They could have gone yeah. that route as a nominating committee. They did not go that route. Um, <laughs> Bad Cinderella shafted oh, yes. entirely. Um, but I let's let's do ourselves the gift of not talking about Bad Cinderella in this episode. I feel like I, I talk about it too much. Um, but Shucked did really well. So I'm like, Shucked did really well. well. Yes. Kimberly Kimbo did really well. Uh-huh. And New York, New York did really well. Yes. Uh, Which I have not seen yet. I mean, I haven't seen I, any of those shows yet. But. I also haven't seen New York, New York, and I'm dying to. Yeah. Is that just open uh, recently? Is that the last one to open? Yeah. Yeah. After Shucked. So just, and uh, Alex Newell got nominated. Yes. Uh, after being shut out for once on this island, I ha- I I I will be a monkey's uncle if this if he doesn't win this this Tony. I feel like in the category it seems pretty. Do you think? I do. I I have some I have some thoughts too that we should discuss offline. Um, oh, okay. But, but I think it's I think it's really interesting, and I and I think. Uh, this is sort of an aside, but I I all I think the conversation around non-binary performers is going to be really interesting in, in years coming <clears throat> because yeah. I know there were there were some some withdrawals from people who didn't feel comfortable uh, being eligible in, in in one or the other category and and I notably think that, Justin David Sullivan from yeah. Juliet yeah yeah uh, and I believe there was another performer now I can't remember no that sorry that was that was in TV which is. Doesn't matter right now because there's a writer strike, but um, I, I but I've been reading about it more and more, and and I think with with Tony season and, and award season uh, approaching, it's it's a very important conversation. I'm curious to see how it unfolds as the years go on. You know. Yeah. Well, with Alex being nominated 
as an actor and Jay Harrison G nominated as an actor. Yeah. As well. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that an evolution, an evolution in this has to occur. I feel like the Tonys is always about 20 years behind (laughs) in in regards to anything societally relevant. They seem to be, I mean, let's be honest, we're still dealing with a bunch of old white men and women who are the Tony voters pretty much across the board. That's right. I mean, um, but it's Tony season. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. And I'm excited about the original, the the new shows, the new musicals this year. Shocked, completely. Like, I'm really excited about those. Right. They feel very fresh to me. Well, yeah. I mean, well, in in the fact alone that they're not based on movies from the 80s or 90s. True. True. I mean, can we get a shout out to that? Because that's getting tougher and tougher to come by. That's right. That's a trend that just seems to permeate Broadway. And producers are really keen to attach themselves to a big name brand that already exists right so i agree with you i agree with you on that yeah and shocks just came out of absolutely i haven't seen it yet it came out of nowhere it seems um but that's not the tonys aren't the only thing that happens around this time Charles. that's right we've got the lucille lortel awards which just which just happened right i think they just had the awards um titanic won that's right, Titanic best, one. For best, for best musical, which I just couldn't be more thrilled about. Um, but the Lucille Lortel Awards are uh, for off-Broadway productions, yes. correct? Yes. yes. I myself am a Lortel nominee. Thank you very much for my work in Hot. charity, Opposite Sutton Foster. Hot damn. Um, those are really fun, too, as far as awards go, because it's off-Broadway. They're just like, they're so cool, and they're yeah. so like chill they're like chill and it's like all the cool plays are there you know what i mean because it's off broadway it's like very like hip and we did an off-broadway episode of the broadway cast available now wherever you get your podcasts people um and uh we did and that was kind of the running theme that i was talking to marla and callum and um my other best friend who i remember so well right now uh about constantine <clears throat> was constantine on the episode no um I, I didn't listen to I'm it just, i'm just naming people from titanic <laughs> why didn't you listen to, uh well no it's not gonna callum from kinky boots was off broadway oh, callum yes yes and yes marla from, so titanic, from jersey boys and aaron harrington who plays the who plays audrey too in little shop off broadway but we were talking a lot about there's this kind of extra cool factor that exists for broadway sh- off broadway shows anyway which yeah. kind of feels like that's where we're really making art and where we're really getting our hands dirty and in a way that like we were just kind of saying Broadway productions are a little less prone to. So that's cool. What yeah. else? And, the, and not to mention like the Lucille Lortel theater is downtown. Ah. It's cool. Yeah, yes. There's a lot of cool theater that you can see there. Um, the Cheetah Rivera award nominations came out, which honors excellence in dance. Um, Outer Critics Circle noms have come out. Uh, and the drama, drama desk, drama league, all that stuff come out. No, drama desk awards have not come out yet. I feel like they haven't because I can't think of hearing. I, I, nothing in me is going. Oh yeah, and so and so got a drama desk nom. Yeah, I can't either. But that seems odd because I feel like the whole seat, the award season ends with the Tonys. So that's what. I, yeah. So maybe we're just we've just missed it. I mean, that's very likely. 
And for that, we feel intense shame. 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 Yeah, the nominations were announced. They were. Yeah, the nominations, actually not that long ago, but uh, yeah, they were announced at Sardi's. Well, where else? Um, and those are cool because it's both off Broadway and Broadway. I mean, so are the outer critic circle, but. But I love that because in, within a nominated category, you'll have off-Broadway productions and the, they're in the same heat, yeah. which is that gets kind of fun. So yeah. think about, so the drama desk, we kind of would think about as being the drama desks are to the Tonys, what the Golden Globes are to the Oscars. Nice. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because like drama, the Golden Globes would involve television and film. Yeah. Off-Broadway and Broadway. Yeah. So there's a lot of the point is there's a lot of other awards besides the Tony Awards that are important and cool and and awesome. And you should look them all up, I think. Yeah. And apparently so should we. And also, it doesn't matter if you are nominated or not or if you won or not. The fact that you get to do this for a living or that you get to share your art is the most important thing, which is why I think we should do the Theater Countdown Awards. OK, done. What do you Let's say? Didn't that seem so organic and spontaneous the way I just brought that in? It really did. And and I say, yes. Great. That's what I say. Let's Great. do it. Let's come up with some really wacky categories that we could like best and like best part down the middle hairdo. I don't know. I'm making <laughs> stuff up. Whatever we can come up with and we'll give out some awards. Most trifling actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most trifling performance <laughs> by a person as opposed to least trifling or, performance. or most trifling performance by a non-person well i'm just saying i'm, I'm going non-binary here i'm just i'm oh, staying by, oh, topical by a person. i'm sorry i went to by like a human i know I went, <laughs> by I a dog like, i don't know i went to I, sentient versus Although actually I, we could, you could do most try like some of those dogs in Legally Blonde were trifling. So I actually, that could be its own category. Bunch of bitches. <laughs> um, I don't know that for sure. I never picked them up and looked. You would have a better idea. Um, yeah. All right. Let's play a game quick. And then, cause we got to get to this list. Yes. Let's play a game. Let's <gasps> play a game. It's me, Chris. Hey, Chris. Our game master. Thank you. I am the game master. My name is Chris. We're going to play a game of this or that. Okay. You okay. mean this or dat? This or dat or anything you want to call it. We can absolutely call it. It's it's your it's your life. It's your game, right? I listen to the show. That's right, Chris. <laughs> so, so here we go. So I'm going to give you two things. You have to decide which one you like better. It's, it's this or that. It's pretty self-explanatory. Here we go. The first one is house seats or front row seats? House seats all day long. Yeah, house seats. Yeah, I think oh, there's only a couple times that you really want to be in the front row. And I think that's, I think we'll agree on this, Cheryl's. And the only time you really want to be in the front row is if you're in your very early 20s and you're watching Rent. Yes. <laughs> or Aida. I, I was like, what if I sat in the front row? Yes, I agree. Rent is yeah. really fun from the front row. Well, yeah, that's just a moment. That's just like yeah. a thing because they all stand up and sing Seasons of Love and you're like, oh my God, is Anthony Rapp flirting with me? 
Yeah. Or maybe that's just spoiler alert. He's not. Somebody. Well, <laughs> unless 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 it's you. You know what I mean? Oh well. I mean, have you seen me with this luscious tan? Uh, but house seats are glorious. I love a house seat. I love being in a house seat. Um, I love, okay, I'm just going to say it. I love walking down the aisle in a Broadway house and scooting my behind into a house seat. Yeah. Because these are the best seats in the house. If you don't know what a house seat is, they're like, you know, your fifth row center area and they're reserved. They're not on sale for, for the public. <laughs> they're reserved for like celebrities or friends of the cast. So you have to put in a special order for the for the house seats. They are not discounted. That's right. Certainly. Boy, are they not? Boy, are they not? They're gonna they're gonna cost you. Um, you know, look at your kids. Pick one. Give them away. Get a house seat. But I do. I like I like going la 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 house seat house seat schmooch moo. Yeah. Um, that's fun. But give your friends time with it. I did recently. I was just gonna say. Yeah. I was, oh, did you? What did you do? Well, it was. I'm just really busy. And so sometimes I forget to include important facts in my correspondence to people when I'm asking for house seats, like sure. that, oh, I need them for two days from now. <laughs> I got some friend of mine house seats to the Lion King. And uh, Ezekiel Andrew was my guy that I was going through. And he was such a champion. Like we, he got those for me, like, overnight like i knew that i wanted them for wednesday but i forgot to say wednesday matinee so he sent me a message like yeah i'll have that confirmation for you to t by tomorrow afternoon and i was like well how will they see them oh i didn't write that hey oh no so, be a better buddy than i've been to ezekiel andrew yeah i had a friend ask me for four or five house seats to book of mormon like right after we had opened Oh, and she oh, wanted them for like, she wanted them for like the next week or something. At that point, it was like, no way. You couldn't get a seat, no way. No. Then she got Hamilton and I got a text from her. Like after they'd opened, like when, when Hamilton was like at the height, I mean, it's still insane to get tickets, but like yeah. right after they'd opened, she sent me a text saying, I am so sorry for asking you so last minute to get, to get uh house seats because now I completely understand. I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Everybody that you've never met, all of your associates, all your associates are going to come out of the woodwork. So with a credit card number and uh, they want to see that show. Yeah. All right. So we vote for house seats. Yeah. <laughs> so then let's narrow it down even further. House right or house left. Mm. I have an opinion. House right. Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Because from a staging standpoint, it is kind of generally known or regarded that for an actor and for strong moments in a piece, the downstage left is the strongest position on a stage. So a lot yes. of your like really meaty shit is going down. The action is happening downstage left. So if your house right, there you are. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess that's why it is. You know, the first time I heard that was working on the notebook and sitting next to Michael Greif oh. and him saying that. I did not realize really? that. I'd never like, that never computed. I don't think I know the alchemy behind it or why why it is exactly, um, but it's certainly fun theater lore, right? Yeah. I like, wonder why that, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. It's weird that a space, because right, you would think like, if and the biggest stuff has got to happen on zero. Yeah. Oh no. Hmm. About the other direction. House right wins. Yep. Moving on. Pre-purchase or wait until day of show? Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, 
be uh, be a good planner and get your tickets ahead of time but i'm always buying my tickets day of for example um i've got the cast of parade coming to broadway sessions this week Ooh. i have yet to see parade so daddy o here i bought one ticket to see parade tonight i'm going by myself because i've got to see it yeah i have to see it too i was gonna so try and see dancing tonight Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm. A, I go. I, I do both. I'm. I'm guilty of both. It depends on the show too. Hmm. Like if I know, like certain shows you can't wait till the day of for, right? No, no shade, but like there's certain shows you can walk up to the box office. Or like one of my best theater experiences was going as a kid when I was in New York for a few days and walking up to the box office and getting cancellation tickets for Ragtime and then sitting. Ugh. In the house, and what would have been the house seats because someone didn't pick up their house seats. So I was in those in that row. I think that's an excellent segue to our next dis or dad, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking now lottery or rush. Yes, I know people love a lottery. I know that people like the the thrill of the win. That's when you go stand outside of Book of Mormon or Wicked at a certain time each day, and you yeah. put in the lottery, and then they do a live drawing like. Yeah. like you know actual lottery style and then if you win you get a button that says i won the lottery yeah. and then you get discounted tickets for the show that night but i don't have the patience to go stand in a line outside of anything like i won't even like if there's a line at taco bell i'll make another choice <laughs> i just on the app right I, yeah oh, i guess so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah lottery i've i have done a lottery once or twice, I guess, but I, I've also like I've also started doing virtual lotteries when that's possible because then you don't have to go anywhere. You can just go open up today ticks mm. and enter. And I've done that too. And then most of the time they make you do like to do it, you then have to like post on your Twitter. I joined yeah. the Today Ticks lottery for boop de boo de boo. Yeah. Even actually I just signed up for is it telecharge? I think there's 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 some service that does lottery and rush. And yeah, you can't enter an email address anymore. It's like, oh, what's your LinkedIn? What's your Twitter? What's your Facebook? And it connects it so that you can then market for them. How smart of them. Yeah, it is smart. But um, I don't do it often enough, but a rush ticket is really smart. And like you said, going yeah. to if you go to the box office, if you're willing to get up and get out and do it. <laughs> See what I, I did do, there? I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you can sometimes find really great seats, especially last minute, just by going up to the box office, because they'll be yeah. the first to know if there's a cancellation or, or if something that was expected, like maybe a celeb or something mm -hmm. like, you know, I guess that's a cancellation. I don't need to describe what a cancellation is, yeah. but um, <laughs> that's when. <laughs> but it sounds exciting not... when you say celebrity. Yeah. It's a much it's like... sexier option that way. Yeah, like, oh, well, I got in and Jane Krakowski didn't show up. So I'm sitting in her seat. Well, I, I don't think know why I was yeah. uh, Also, like, I mean, you can't forget TKTS. That's like, that's how a lot of us saw a lot of shows, especially like as, as kids waiting in the line and like the whole thing. It's like, you have to do that. If you've never done that, you have to do that. It was exciting. And then you yeah. get to the board. It's like, what's playing? And you and, and I've done that like at three minutes before showtime before. Yeah. I have, I have been at that TKA test. I'm like, okay, I'm two blocks away. Can I make this happen? And you can, you can, you can. because, because five is really 10 places is really five <laughs> exactly. and top of show. You still have eight minutes. Exactly. That's a little pro hack for you. 
Take it from us. Yeah, don't forego the show because it's already eight o'clock. You still got time. <laughs> Just don't I sit love- in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> you could also not in the line, of the row. You'll be trampled. Oh well, and you'll yeah, exactly. Us. There's going to be a trampling. Slice <laughs> it. Uh, also, joining TDF is a really great way to get tickets as well. If you join TDF, then you're in on like ticket deals that come through and it's really reasonable yes. uh, to join. TDF like- is the theater development fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So last one is going to be bathrooms at the theater or a bar across the street. Okay. Bar across the street. Well, it depends. I I use the the theater bathroom before the show because there's less of a line in the ladies' room for some reason because everyone's coming from dinner, I guess, supposedly, whatever. And then in intermission, you get up and you run as fast as you can and you go to Bond 45 at intermission of Ain't Too Proud. Like a civilized human (laughs) being. God damn it. What do you say, Charles? Oh, my God. First of all, I you... Uh, it's got to it's got to be a 911 emergency for me to use the theater bathroom in any way shape yeah. or form i once this is the same thing i don't like standing in lines yeah um and i can't imagine what women go through standing in that horrifying line at intermission um not only yes you run to the bar across the street you go to bond 45 like a like a grown-ass adult that's right or uh, flaherty's or flanagan's or or yes. or juniors or whatever yes is you go in there you speed walk past the um the host stand like you've got some place to be and then once you've done it real quick and there's no line grab a shot at the bar correct grab a shot at the bar Real quick, it'll cost a lot less than the drink you've got to buy at the theater. And you're going to make all of this happen in plenty of time. Yeah. Pro hack. That's what I say. Pro hack. Mm-hmm. I'm no, glad we agree on that. Who's peeing in the theater? Oh, my God. <laughs> One time I was seeing Fosse and I had gone out for happy hour cocktails beforehand. And that was a challenge. I barely made it through Dance and Dan with dry pants. I had to... <laughs> like really like waiting for that blackout to sprint to the bathroom up the aisle there that was a challenge oh i know that all too well you didn't no no i did oh you know i thought you said i didn't make it i was like wow we're really opening up here on this episode (laughs) you should have heard the conversation before we started recording um no no i did make it that's that's a that's a happy ending all right okay that's countdown some musical theater duets yeah i'm ready for this i'm very ready for this i want you to start because you sound a little bit more secure and sure-footed than i feel sure and even as i say that i look at my list and i go have i made a terrible mistake on all of these but i guess we'll see in a second um remember we're we're very good at being fluid anymore i think we've I i think we've really gone like Wild, wild west. Anything could happen in the moment in these last few episodes. It's true. Yeah. I'm into it. Into the fast and loose. All right. I'm going to start. I think, no, I'm, I'm, I feel good about this. Okay. My number 10 uh, was sort of a la- like a last minute addition, even though I know this musical very well and I love this, this musical very much. Um, I just wasn't sure where this song was going to go, which is like every song in this, <laughs> on this podcast. Uh my number 10 is 
Wheels of a Dream from Ragtime. Oh, oh. yes. It's Wheels of a Dream from Ragtime. I mean, listen, imagine me, a young child from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, sitting fifth row for this performance and and watching Brian Stokes Mitchell and Audrey McDonald sing this song. I mean, I we know how I feel about this show. I love this show so much. Um, but it's just, it's so grand. This song is so grand and sweeping. I listened to it on my walk in my neighborhood today. And I was just like, even the orchestrations before they even open their mouths, it's just so regal and beautiful and majestic. And I love it so much. Regal. It is very, isn't it? It's just, and those two voices on top of the, on top of these orchestrations and I mean, Aaron's in Flaherty. Hello. Like the regality, darling, the regality of it all. The regality. <laughs> I might play a clip just so I can hear Audra sing California or who knows where. <laughs> I don't know why. In all of these songs, there's always like a, there's always like one line that really gets me and it's so random, but it's her placement and her timbre and everything about her voice and her. And I just love it. Let's listen to some of this. So here for that that you've got it down to that one section. I'm so here for that. Oh, the wheels are turning yeah. for us, girl. Oh, yeah, and then that bridge goes to a completely oh. different place. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <sighs> Lasai. Great choice. Lasai. Great choice. Thank you so much, Charles. Oh, great choice. All right. I feel emboldened. Um, I feel empowered by you. Here we go. <laughs> Number 10. Okay. And I found a clip of this that I'm very excited to get to share today because this is going to harken back to one of my theater memories that we love. So I'm giving the number 10 best musical theater duet to What About Love from The Color Purple. And uh, it is, okay, first of all, there's just moments in music like you were saying for the California, who knows where that, that just the sound of, I don't know, it, or a harmony hits that is just so divine. And it's that what about tears when I'm happy. Yes. They, they hit that harmony and like yes. everything in the world changes when that yes. harmony hits you the first time. Um, it's wild. What that, how that affects me. Um, it's just, and it's a female, female duet. It's, I mean, on the recordings, you've got, you know, your options are Jennifer Hudson and Cynthia Erivo, or, you know, like it's just too good, but it's the message of the song is so beautiful. Um, and it's like, is it romantic? Is it a soulful thing? It's yes. all of those things. And I think that, um, well, it's just the, it's the weaving of the voices in this duet that are so unbelievably delicious. So Chris, can you pull up the Cynthia Revo and Heather Headley? Oh, Heather Headley. What about love? 
you know that was one of my favorite theater memories and i found yes. the clip and i should have sent it to chris ahead of time but i didn't because i'm a scoundrel sorry chris it's okay i can find it on youtube you think yes it was on youtube i think if you subscribe to our bonus episodes you might hear this song somewhere else interesting just that feels like foreshadowing to me and a reason to make sure you subscribe so you can get those bonus episodes. Hey, I was at the coffee shop this morning and I spent $8.50 on my sugar-free vanilla almond milk iced latte. And for less than that, you could be getting two bonus episodes every month of Theater Countdown and gaining two best buddies. No, no, no. Best friends. That's right. We're far more than associates. <laughs> for your $5 a month. You can be close acquaintances for $5 a month. That's cheaper than OnlyFans. Come on. <laughs> Way cheaper. Listen. It hasn't come to that yet. It hasn't. Here we go. Here we go. What about I don't know that. Yeah. That might be the most satisfying harmonic musical reveal. That's what I'm going to call it. A harmonic musical reveal in all of musical theater. That I hit, agree. It's just sublime. It's so satisfying. It. It's oh, really it's satisfying. I have to tell you, if I, if I had heard the, I mean, I love that song and it was going to be on the list no matter what. Mm. I think if I had heard the Heather Headley, Cynthia Revo version, it probably would have been on a, in a different spot. Did you, I, I saw your face and Danny's face when when you started hearing the heatherness of it and you were all like, oh shit. Well, it's their blend too. I mean, Jennifer Hudson is amazing. Don't get me wrong. And the two of them sounded gorgeous. And I and I saw the original too, but there's something about their blend. Mm, hot diggity dog. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I just love that song too. Yeah. So Charles sing it everywhere. Was- I, everybody should sing it everywhere. Like yes. I'm not going to be mad if I'm at, at your next cabaret show and you're going to sing that song. Yeah. All right. What's your number nine? Okay. My number nine is. I feel like you're switching things up in real time right now. I can't I am, No, happening. I'm not, but I was okay. making sure I was okay with it. But I, and I am. My number nine is uh, from a show that I did. And it was, it's honestly like doing the, doing the show and listening to this song every night was actually a true highlight every, almost every day. Um, it's from Book of Mormon and it is you and me, but mostly me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it is, and it's, it kind of goes like with, in the same way, but different in, in terms of what you're saying about what about love. It's like, is it, I mean, it's not romantic, but what Matt's, Matt, Trey and 
Bobby did that I thought was so clever with this Cunningham elder price relationship was that it was like constantly like playing with those themes of the two of them being in a romantic relationship. So you don't really get that until later on, but it's like Cunningham is so obsessed with being best friends that it like becomes that sort of thing. Um, so I, and they're singing their faces off. It's funny. They're singing their faces off. It's a well-written song. It gets to the 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 heart of of what this story is about and this relationship. And they do a little play on um. Oh my God, I'm like totally blanking. New York, it's it, Wicked is in the orchestrations. Defying Gravity oh. and The Wizard and I are like are like kind of like in the orchestrations here a little bit. Oh, fun. Easter egg. Uh, yeah, because Stephen Remus worked <gasps> on both like shows. It. I'm just thinking about, and I can stand next to him and watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so. there. It's before the second verse. There's like, dun, gun, 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 gun. There's like a little oh, yeah. defying gravity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to play some of this, too, because we never listened to Book of Mormon on this show. Andrew and Josh are also just like comedic geniuses. Oh, yeah. no limit to what we can do me and you but mostly fun fact when we because the next scene is 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 the africans going into hasadiga michael james scott and i every performance at the end of that but mostly me every day ah, every time so there's like you know when you do a show and and the backstage show is just as like implanted in your mind i cannot hear that song without hearing those little like things we used to do like you and me too you and like you and me Cheryl. and we did yeah. wicked her whole life will change like things that we used to sing yeah. during winter and yeah. i and all that stuff her whole life her yeah. whole life will change oh yeah uh-huh um, that's my number nine. I feel it really good about it. So funny. Rhyming day uh, with May. May is hilarious, but like, it's so sincere in its yeah. absurdity. Like the resolve to like, but mostly it's yeah. so outrageous. It's so funny. So once again, Matt, thanks for listening. It's a really good piece. <laughs> <laughs> um i love it i mm, there's another duet in there that is kicking around that might make an appearance uh at some same, point same 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 uh, oh really interesting uh-huh. interesting or or maybe absolutely absolutely okay <laughs> number nine for me uh i've just gotta look at my notes because this is one of those songs that i feel like might be like living in the ether as like a given like obviously okay. this is one of the greatest duets ever. So it almost feels like I don't need to include it, you know, kind yeah. of how we like never talk about Hamilton because yeah. Duh. 
but I am going to include it because of what it's meant to me and what it means to everybody who walks into a piano bar for the rest of time all over this planet Earth. So my number nine is Suddenly Seymour from Little Shop. So I just, it's just kind of undeniable. It's also completely batshit crazy. Um, it goes so over the top and I think it's a lampoon of all musical theater love duets before that time while being uh, like the melody is undeniable. It's one of the strong yes. melodies in any song really, which is why it's such a hit. It's like, you're never gonna go to a piano bar and not have somebody sing suddenly Seymour or karaoke, right? Yeah. Like it's ground zero for that. And we all know how shaped I was by Little Shop and by Ellen Green's voice. And um, it's just a damn good song and it's hilarious. So. I'm choosing Suddenly Seymour for number nine. And I don't even know that we have to listen to it. I think you get yeah. it. Yeah. I, you've, we've already played it. On we the have. Podcast. So if you want to hear it right now, all you got to do is go back and, and re-listen or listen for the first time. Oh, that's a clever tactic. Hmm. You want it. Or maybe we just sing it. <laughs> maybe we just sing it. I have two things to say about this song. Okay. Uh, one, I saw Alan Menken yesterday. Oh. On the Upper West Side, I was I was running to Barry's and Alan Menken passed me. It was very cool. And also, uh, I have not been yet, but I'm going to go see my dear love, Joy Woods, yes. play Audrey. Uh, she is the first Black woman to play the role, right? Ever, 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 ever. I definitely feel like it's being promoted as such. So I think there's yeah. something to that for sure. Or maybe to have played the role and not as not an understudy. Yes. So actually, yes, I think that's what no, it to is. hold the role. I think to hold the be. role. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm very excited to see the show. Oh, I just that when it just picks up, it's got that incredible build. Um. Tell me this feeling. Yes. Before it just starts to cook, forget it. Sing it in the car right now. Okay, great. Number eight, Cheryl's hit it. Here for it. Number eight is probably going to seem like a really wild card choice for me because oh. I don't often reference this show. I feel like you're going to be very happy about it. Okay. Um, my number eight is Confrontation from Les Mis. I just right. died. I'll be back. I've, I've just got to go get resurrected real quick. That's right. It is. It yeah. is. Tell the people why. Tell well, me why. Because tell me why I'm choosing this as number eight because uh, you just can't. It's like when I was, you know, doing research and, and listening to music and like seeing what the people had to say on the Internet, it just kept coming up. And like you can't deny what a powerful song it is, first of all. And and for two men to be singing at this level and, and, and for it to not be about you know, a love interest, like I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm very interested in, in duets that are, that are not just love songs. Um, and the, like, how can you, how can this not be on your list anywhere? I just feel like. I think you're right. I don't you know. think it's very seldom that we get a duet between two men that is for ultimately the entire crux of the story and the, antagonist protagonist journey yeah. in one song it's 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's on my list, but I'm not saying it's not on my list. Cheryl's. Uh, but it, it never, ever do you hear a song like this for yeah. two voices. Ever. And I also remember too, when I was, so I did a concert version of Les Mis in high school and I, I played Eponine. And I was waiting for you to say Javert. <laughs> God, I wish. Yeah. And I remember, and I remember before, before that, I mean, I, I think I had bought the tape again, like the, those like Columbia House or whatever, BMG or whatever where you like buy, you know, you, you buy the six cassettes for a dollar or whatever Stick the um, on it. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. remember listening to this, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, let's get to the, the female voices so I can like practice singing along. But this, like, I would never skip. I couldn't skip while it was a tape, but I couldn't skip past this song because it, I just was drawn to it every time I would listen to it. <laughs> because it was a tape. I know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but this song like from a young age is just really i mean this show period it's like one of the one of the shows of our of our upbringing as theater theater performers and theater mm -hmm. theater lovers but yeah it's just i have such nostalgic feelings about it too we gotta hear it i gotta hear it all we right i didn't it. pick i didn't pull out any uh i think we just gotta things. kind of you go do. to the middle of it yeah um uh, for the men like you can never change. Yes. Believe you wear what you wear, Javier. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I promise you guys, I'm a really talented Broadway performer. I think I don't represent myself as so talented in my musical outbursts on Theater Countdown. Um, but maybe that's your opportunity to chime in and, and validate me. That's right. Slide into our DMs. Tell us how good we are. Okay. It's because of this. It's because the stakes are so fucking high. That's why it's so good. Oh my god. It's like yeah. wow. All right. That's the moment though for me in that. Yes. You better believe at 9 years old, 10 years old, I was singing this everywhere I possibly could. <laughs> <clears throat> and I have seen more than one or two cabaret people try to take on singing both roles at once. Um Oh yeah. But it's when they do they're doing the counterpoint and then they both land on Javert at the yeah. same time. <laughs> is like that's worth the price of admission right there they're on two different melody lines but yes. slaps you in the face yeah uh, Love it. stuff all there right you go number eight I couldn't agree more um all right my number eight so i'm gonna have to do i'm gonna have to do some deep digging and like gun to the head this i think because i think i want to say too are we allowing ourselves to do multiple songs from one show within the top 10. I I asked myself the same question. I think so. I think that's okay. Okay. I, I, I toyed with the idea of doing ties because they're in the same show, but right, that doesn't right. feel, that doesn't feel right. It doesn't. Well, it feels like we could work harder than that it does. Um, or not, <laughs> but uh, for my number eight, I'm going to put it out there. I went, I, I went Sondheim 
Uh, but then I went, but which of these like genuinely do I feel is the better duet? And so I'll just say in real time, okay, it's happening. It's coming out the way it's meant to. I was really leaning into Unworthy of Your Love from Assassins. I am unworthy of your love, which is arguably the most melodic song Sondheim has ever written, like most okay. easy on the ear kind of thing. But if I want to have my Sondheim moment at number eight, which I do desperately, I'm going to choose Move On from Sunday in the Park with George. This is a message song that like quite literally when you're having your dark days as an artist, you got to put it on. You got to put this on. It is about stop worrying where you're going, move on. Mm -hmm. And the lyric in this is just unbelievable. And of course, originated, it's Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters together, or it's, you know, in the recent revival, Jake Gyllenhaal and Annalie Ashford. Yeah. Um, but it is such a powerful song. It is anthemic. Uh, but the message of it and the melody of it and the way that they bounce because they're not in the land of agree. So they're constantly trying to change one another within the duet, which is what I think makes it a really powerful duet. Yeah. Um, you know, the acting like the, you know, what we always do as actors is like, what do I want from this person and how am I going to get it is like on fire in move on. Um, so let's definitely have a listen. Yeah, to I want to listen to it. Let's make sure we find um, Bernadette and Mandy. That's that's what I want. Oh, geez. Thanks, Chris. Look at all the things you've done for me. Opened up my arms. Taught me how to see. Notice every tree. Notice every tree. Understand the light. Understand the light. I want to move on. I want to explore the light. I want to know how to get through, through to something new, something of my own. Move on. Move We've got to end it at some point, but wow. <laughs> it's so, oh. it's so good. And now I'm listening to it again. It's that thing we were discussing earlier. Like, how does it like chemically affect me? And it's just really listen to it the next time you're having, you're like stunted or feeling like underappreciated or you're having imposter syndrome, listen to it and give into the lyric and the plight of the artist and the muse here. It's really exceptional. And there's a million different versions of it. And there are artists who have recorded it solo as well, but it is my number eight. Move That's on. a strong, strong number eight. I Thank need to you. Get, I need to get better acquainted with that show as well. Yeah, you know, it, the show is heady and cerebral and 
do you know the story i took my sisters to go see it in new york in the revival that they did at studio 54 and i'm like oh one's a surgeon one's a lawyer they're gonna love this stuff they're gonna they yeah. can handle it they fucking hated it they like they were like why couldn't we see mama mia they didn't want to think too hard about it so <clears throat> i don't know if you if you love a toe top it toe tap and romp maybe you want to not do sunday in the park with george but musically it's i'm gonna use the word again sublime i'm here for it number seven okay uh number seven is a song that i've talked about on this show before um written by a friend of mine who whose show i also happen to be in off broadway uh and it is when you're home from in the heights oh oh I had now there's another duet in in this show I that I know. really like and I was I was maybe going to include that somewhere in the t- in my in my top 10 as well um and I I I kind of went back and forth but again there's a moment in this song too where I've talked about before Chris Jackson sings can I say I couldn't get you I couldn't I couldn't get my mind off you all day and the way he sings this the way I heard him sing it on the demos when I was learning the show when he sang it in our first music rehearsal all together, it's just like, and Mandy and Chris's voices together. I mean, you cannot deny that. Plus the orchestration, there's just like, there's so much, there's so much in it for me. It's a, it's a really beautiful contemporary musical theater song, but then it like references some hip hop stuff and some like, it's yeah. I want to play a little bit of it. I want to play this part that I always talk this about. Is so fun because listening to you describe it, particularly being so specific about the parts that you like, like the musical parts, <laughs> I'm like over here, like buzzing, and I'm like, play it, play it now, bitch. Come on, I know. I hear it's it. not just a, the second Celsius <laughs> I had today. It's it's my real enthusiasm for this this song and this show. Um, okay, so let's listen to some of it. Then can I say? I couldn't get my mind off you all day Now listen to me, that may be how you perceive it But Nina, please believe that when you find your way again You're gonna change the world and then you're all gonna brag Yeah, not to be outdone by Chris's vocals. Mandy comes in like a like the badass that she is, full like open throat. And you, we've we've both worked with Mandy. She's she is the beast for a reason. Oh. It's just like oh my god. And then Alex and Bill Bill Sherman and Alex Lockmore's orchestrations. Like it's just, mm. it's just yummy. Once again, that like tempo drive as it builds, yeah. that gong gong is so hot. Um, and it does that thing too. Like we don't have time to play the whole song. It does that thing that I love that songs do where like the beginning of the song is like, you know how old standards used to have the little like tags at the beginning 
that basically have nothing to do with the melody oh, going. It's like, you know, sure, I mean, sure, it, sure. this does a little bit, it comes back at the end, but like they have this, like, there's no nine train now, that whole like little yeah. sweet part at the beginning. And then like, then the orchestra kicks in. I just, it's just an, ex it's so exciting. And they're falling in love. And when I was in the show, you know, we like, as the ensemble, we like came through and, and like, just like did this like sweep. I don't just. You know what else I'm hearing there yeah. is, and that's just another like serious win for Lynn. Oh, win for win Lynn. For Lynn. That is a big old school golden age musical theater ending to a song. Yes. Yes. That's what I just heard. I heard that was like taking your cue from Rodgers and Hammerstein and all the all the old greats of that big ba 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 ba. Right. Totally. Which that's how the like, show ends too. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it, the show ends with that with that I'm home that that big sweeping yeah. thing. So yeah, they well, agreed with you clearly. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, were you? Is the other song you were thinking of was was it Sunrise? Yes. Yeah. I'm that's, that, said. that is so. That's been kicking around in my head too. I'm not gonna reveal if it ends up on the list anywhere, but that is also. Whew, as yeah. duets go, that is something else. I know. And those it's two, the, you know what is in that one? It's the back and forth. And how do you yep. say, help me? Blah, blah, blah. It's the, the, I'm changing you. You're changing me. I'm asking you. You're telling me that is so good. The builds and build. Oh my God, forget it. Okay. I know. Um, I know. All right. Number okay, seven. Let's say you. Give me your number seven. All right. My number seven is Lily's Eyes from Secret Garden. Another male male duet, huge, bombastic. Uh, the original recording. I'm really excited to see what this new Secret Garden. Um, I I, th I know I know, but I can't think of who's playing these roles right now. But um, it's just I remember hearing it for the first time and being like, oh my god, men can sing like that at the same time. And it's a contrasting like they're singing about the same person but not together which is kind of eerie and, and, and romantic um, and singing about somebody in the past and having different experiences about it. Um, so they're kind of outdoing each other, but they're not like in the story, they're not directing it towards each other. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of, it's, it's this weird dream state moment, but they, it's just a huge bombastic male vocal. Um, that is just so delicious. Uh, so we definitely have to listen to that. Lily's Eyes yeah. from the Secret Garden, forget about it. Once, I mean, this Robert Westenberg, who was also the original um, Wolf and Cinderella's Prince in uh, Into the Woods and Mandy Patinkin are the, are the vocalists on this. Um, thrilling, thrilling song. And I, the bravest knight, became my lady fair was
Shapoopy. Shapoopy. Come on. You felt it? You get oh, it. I love a powerful male male duet, man. That's Come so like it's just so full. There's like their yeah. voices are so rich and so full. And also I love a counterpoint. Who yeah. like a counterpoint? Oh, absolutely. I do too. These are the devices that get us. They know. Yeah. They know. They know how to get us. They really do. Yeah. yeah. That when they get into that, she has my, it's just too good. It's too good. Who wrote the music? Uh, that was uh, Lucy Simon. Yes. Recently passed, right? Yes. Uh, Lucy Simon, who is Carly Simon's sister. Um, but it's the same people who wrote um, Color Purple. That's right. Right, Marsha right. Norman. Wait, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous. I love Lily's eyes. Ooh, I'm so glad we listened to that. Okay. I am too. There are other duets right. that could end up on the list that have to do with eyes as well. But you'll have to stay tuned to find out. All right, here we go. Um, number six. <laughs> I was trying to keep my poker face before, but we've already said number six. It showed up oh. on your list. Well, yeah. My number six is Suddenly Seymour. Oh! It's Suddenly yep. Seymour. I had so much fun listening to that when I was... It is really... The, the Ellen Green, Rick Moranis version, too, is yes. like the first one that comes up. It is unhinged. It is... Uh, the the affectation of like... It's like... It's, it's incredible. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's so nuts. And it's bonkers. Uh, I have a fun, I actually got to sing that. So I did a show in Atlantic City at Caesars Palace called Nights on Broadway 2. Andy Blank and Bueller did the first Nights on Broadway and had a bunch of performers. And then AC Ciela, who choreographed Footloose, had nice. was choreographing the show at Caesars Palace. And it was me, Orfe, Andy Carl. Um, yes. God, I David St. Louis. I'm I'm forgetting Heather Lang, like a bunch of people who were in this show. We did this show for four months, um, basically in the off season in Atlantic City. So imagine spending your winters at Caesar's Palace. That's like a whole oh, other thing. Girl, I did. I was Oh, too, you did. I did. I did um Broadway's best for Joe Lantieri at the Taj Mahal. Which was like so, a similar thing, right? Yeah. Probably. So I absolutely know a winter in Atlanta City, winter in a summer town. Did you catch oh the reference? Oh my gosh, winter in a nice. And so Orphan Andy, as part of the show, sang Suddenly Seymour at the very end of the show, towards the end of the show. Um, Orphan left the show and someone else came in to replace. And I was I was the understudy for that, for the two female lead vocals vocalists in the show. And this woman was sick. So I filled in for what was essentially the Orphan track. So imagine like that vocally, it was stacked, but I got to sing Suddenly Seymour with Andy Carl. Oh my God, delicious. And it was so much fun. Vocally, that's that song is very challenging also. I mean, it was also in like the Orfe key. So it was, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's no joke, that song. One should flips. Yes. You're like the the wheels are off the bus. You, you, you like you're say. like, how did we get here? How did we get here? I'm in a high trusty mixy belt. What happened? No one warned me about this. <laughs> I don't I don't think we took all the steps to get here, did we? Right. Left right up the mountain. Yeah. Uh I have a uh, uh, a story of suddenly Seymour when I was doing the Footloose National, 
uh, the woman who played Ren's mother, her name was Marsha. She came in as a replacement. Uh, and she had famously replaced Ellen Green as Audrey in Little Shop down at the Orpheum Theater way, 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 way back. So that was all kind of in her blood. So we did some sort of like BCEFA benefit and I sang Little Shop. I sang Suddenly Seymour with her who had played the role, like replaced Ellen Green. And I will never in my, and what am I, 21 years old at this stage of the game? Oh, and um, I will never forget rehearsing this with this woman because it was in her DNA and her bones, the histrionics of it all, the unhingedness, as you put it. Yes. And uh, I remember being in the rehearsal room with just the pianist and me and her, and she tore into this in the way that I tear into a chicken fried steak. It was merciless. It was the carnage. Like she threw herself against the wall and was like melting down the wall and having a moment. And I'm like, like trying not to pee. And then she, I like, she's grabbing onto me and it, she, there was just no like rehearsal mode for this woman because yeah. she'd done it. So I, I was like, I, I can't keep, what do I do right now? Like the, this is such a, <laughs> such a May, December nightmare. I don't know how to ever <laughs> keep up with this. It was thrilling and it scared me to death. Because I was like, this is, she's so full throttle here. It was really electric and really, really cool. Um, I love that. To watch her do that. Um, and I was like, but that also, that song will eat you alive. Literally. You know, <laughs> if, the plant, <laughs> if the plant doesn't get you, the song will. <laughs> I think that should be the new marketing for the show. Absolutely. If the plant doesn't eat you alive, tunes will <laughs> exactly oh uh, okay great now okay number six wrapping up this half of the journey okay i'm gonna throw a curveball in here for you Cheryl's, and i'm gonna be interested to know if you know this song because i'm i'm going off broadway with this and okay. this is a female female duet and kind of in effect it's one of those duets that's like I have a whole song, I sing it here. Then you have a different whole song, you sing it there. And then we mash them together and we sing them at the same time and it's glorious. Um, this is from an off-Broadway review show um, that was Maltby and Shire music called Closer Than Ever. Yes. And they revived it at the York Theater not too many years ago with Jen Colella. Yes, I remember that. Uh, and the song is called Been Here Before slash Never That Easy. And it is stunning. And no one does it and no one knows about it. And it is, um, the, the setup is that it's uh, older, more experienced woman perspective of this. Uh, it's never that easy uh, of I've been here before and a younger woman's perspective who's now in love with an older man or a younger man who knows um, singing never that easy and then they come together uh, you know think of it as kind of like a less nauseating tell him kind of moment um, just had that song is, in my head earlier too did you really oh what a nightmare I mean I love everything Selena and everything Barbara but I don't know if that yeah. song didn't exist I'd still be gay um so <laughs> let's listen to this. This is so good. 
let's see if we can find the original uh and it's got to be it's pretty long when you put all the songs together chris so i think it's going to be pretty far down the track Now here we are And also, just going back to the Jen Kalella of it all, because we all love her so much. Yes. Can you not hear that alto line? Like, can you not just hear her singing that? <laughs> like, it sounds like it's written, it could be written for her. So I love that too, because we've got the soprano range yeah. and the strong low alto belt thing happening at the same time and complimenting to each other. And then it's kind of like we were saying with the Javert, then they come back to that, tell myself, I'm fine alone. Then they come in. Oh, yes. I'm yeah. here. They join together there. It's really, really great. It's really something. And it's a song more people need to know about. I could see you were getting into it. You were liking it. Had you heard it before? I've never heard it before. I, yeah. I've heard of the show, but I didn't know yeah. the song. And I, 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 it totally is that tell him. <laughs> it really reminds me totally. of that song, which totally. I love. I happen to love yeah. that song. But, um, yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, Counterpoint is a big fave of mine. Counterpoint, really incredible harmonies, but then coming back in, like, unison. I love that. Like, being out here and then, like, yeah, we're on the same page. They know what to do to us. They know yeah, how to they get really us. really do. Uh, so that's called uh, Been Here Before slash Never That Easy. Uh, I'm preaching the gospel of it. Oh, I love it. This the is gospel. a good, I like list fun and that and what will we what territory will we cover in our next episode i know it's very exciting i can't wait to hear your list i can't wait to hear your okay. list I, I, my list might still change i don't know <laughs> it probably will yeah all right well it's been bombastic but now it's so less. <laughs> yeah now it's now it's just ah white noise probably time to wrap this up <laughs> come on make white noise with me <laughs> yeah it's good for sleep i guess okay um all right make sure you subscribe to the show you can rate us and review us make sure you subscribe all the way five dollars a month who, who the fuck cares just do it and yeah. you'll get those two bonus episodes follow us on social media at theater countdown on twitter at theater count 
And, Please send uh, us a message. Don't make us feel so alone in this world. We Tell us what you thought of the, the show, universe. the list. The, you know, do you agree with us? I'm sure some of you disagree. We've we've really seen that. You know. Yeah, you're. Tell you're, us more. Tell us more. Say more. Say more. All right. Thanks, Charles. Thank you, oh, Charles. Follow us on social media at Azamat Gavrikel. Yeah. And, and at Ben Does Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. Ready, Charles? Yeah. And see, we both did two hands, like like duets. You get it? Oh, we let's. I normally only do one hand. Oh, but that felt right. It was organic. We've learned. Let the list learn ya. That's learn. Learn the list, and the list will learn ya. More t-shirts coming soon. (laughs) Is this show over?